which comes following the ignorance that the locals has faced from the government uh, for their requests. It was clear from the day one that the majority of Druze community on the Golan Heights don't want the swing turbines over there. They try to approach all the policymakers, the decision makers in Israel. They asked help from everyone, and unfortunately, no one answered their requests. And the true fact is that this protest came as a result of many issues that happened within the Druze community in recent years. It's following the nation-state law that hurt the many among the Druze community. It's because of the Kamenic law that caused to harm and uh, um, uh, hurt so many youth within the Druze community. And I would say that it's all together. If you put all these elements and issues together, that's explain exactly why the Druze and so many Druze protest over the last week. So coming back to the questions of the turbines just for a minute, uh, the situation at the moment is that the Prime Minister agreed with Druze leaders to suspend work on the turbines until the end of this week's uh, Eid al-Adha festival. But what will happen next week when the festival's over? Well, no one really knows the answers. But if you ask me, I would suggest to the Prime Minister to stop these works and the projects until there is agreement with the local Druze. No one can really take decisions, such big decision like this, which is going to affect, as you can imagine, the people in the Golan Heights without their agreement. It's not about the Eid. It's not about whether it's going to happen this week or next week. It's what we need here is really an agreement between the people and those who make or uh, doing the, the works on this wind turbine there. You can't, nobody can force the locals to accept such a project. It's a huge project. It's not a project of related or can affect one person or two. It's a project that has effects on all Golan Heights, and it has to be done with their agreement. Now, well, there is an important difference between Druze residents of Israel, like yourself. Um, you are loyal citizens um, with full ID. You serve in the army. Whereas a lot of the Druze on the Golan Heights did not take out Israeli citizenship. Um, they certainly don't serve in the army. When it comes to um, uh, questions that uh, um, unite the community, like the Golan Heights issue we saw last week, and other the other things you were talking about, the complaints about the citizenship law, the uh, Kaminets law, etc. Um, are, are the Druze in the Galilee and the Druze on the Golan united? Well, there is one thing that everyone needs to understand here. The relationship between the Druze and Israel and the state of Israel and many Jewish people that settled the Holy Land 
began long before the state establishment, basically in the early 20th century, where the Druze and the Golan Heights became part of Israel only after the Six Days War, after 1967. And for many years, the question of the Golan Heights and whether it should remain part of the state of Israel or should be returned to Syria has been on the table. As you know, until just until five or six years, basically until the civil war started in Syria, the question of the Golan Heights was always on the negotiation table. And it was a question of time until they returned to Syria. And obviously that's affected the type of relationship that the Druze in the Golan Heights has with the state of Israel. And for many years, of course, they kept, many of them, I would say, kept their Syrian citizenship. But there is one thing that we all should remember, that since 1967, we never had even one event where against the state or against any Jew in Israel. So the, whether, the fact that the many or some uh, Druze in the Golan Heights kept their Syrian nationalhood, uh, that doesn't mean that there's, uh, that's not an excuse that the state of Israel or the government now can make such a project without their agreement. We are not talking about a national protest. We are not talking about a national, a Syrian national events against the Druze of Israel. We are talking about a commercial project that has negative effects against the locals. When the Druze leaders in Israel met with Prime Minister Netanyahu and raised um, all the issues that are bothering them, the ones that you mentioned before, was there any response to, from the government, from the Netanyahu? Has anything been done to address these problems? For instance, one of the burning issues, the lack of uh, housing in Jews' communities, the lack of permission to expand Jews' communities. Is anything being done about this? I myself and many Druze within the Druze, when I leaders out within the Druze community, has raised these issues time after time and spoke to many policy decisions and leaders in the government. And it's, an, it's not a new issue for many of them. And as you could see also from the news, uh, most um, uh, security officials agree with the prime minister that this project, at least now when, we, when it comes to these projects and the Golan Heights, should for now be stopped and get hold until the sides get to agreements. It's nothing new for the government, nothing new for the Israeli decision makers. They're new, they're aware for all these issues. They know the bad influence that the nation state law and the communist law has on the Druze community. And I would say there's probably one or two ministers, unfortunately, in the Israeli government now that want to push all sides to the corner. And that's something wrong. 
Ben Gvir is one of them. The comparison that he made yesterday and day before yesterday between the Druze in the Golan Heights and the settlers, it's something unacceptable. No one can accept the fact that Ben Gvir makes a comparison between Druze agricultures that all they need, that all they want, that is not to have such huge projects on their land, to settlers who hurts and harm innocents in the West Bank.